everybody. This is Latinx Factor with Yolanda Machado. It is I, Yolanda Machado. And I am the co-host, Griffin Schiller. <laughs> My token white guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so today we actually will be talking to uh, Shay Serrano, who is an author of movies and other things, as well as a writer for The Ringer. And he has a bunch of other books dealing with like hip hop and basketball. And he's basically a really awesome culture writer. Yeah. And he comes from everything with a personal perspective that's unique. Yeah. And super excited to talk to him because this this book is it's interesting because it's not your typical movie book. No, no. It's it's very much uh just the conversations you would have with your friends just like bullshitting around like uh, the the couch or something like that, which I think is a really fun approach to it. Um makes it more accessible to just everyone. Yeah, and I like that he approaches everything from different angles, not just the cinephile angle that we're yeah, used to. Exactly. He's yeah. like, you know, growing up in San Antonio, this is how I feel about this and this or and that's essentially how I write sometimes most of the time actually. Yeah. So it Talking to a fellow writer that deals with that perspective is is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. No, it's great. I, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. And here we go. Hello. Welcome. Uh, everybody, make sure to welcome our guest, Shay Serrano, author of Movies and Other Things. And you might also know him from um, his writing at The Ringer. Welcome to the show, Shay. How are you doing? What's going on, homie? Good. All good. So... Uh, I got your book and I, I thought how it's so freaking interesting that it's all these random musings about films and some of them are questions I asked myself and others are definitely things I never thought about, but it was like, you know what, that I, I want to know, would the rock make this movie better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was very curious about, you know, were the Jurassic Park Raptors just misunderstood? Because that was an actual <laughs> thing that went through my mind when watching that movie. There you go. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's good to hear, I suppose. Yeah, no, for sure. But um, I guess it's the thing about like a lot of these 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 topics or these questions is that they're uh, it, it, and and really the book in general i get the sense it's just like those those conversations like you'd have with your friends around like a like a coffee table or on, on the couch just like you know bullshitting about uh, a film and stuff like that and so was that sort of the vibe that y you tried to emulate in terms of just like your writing style in general yeah that's definitely what i'm trying to go for whenever i'm working on all of this stuff. I just want it to sound like it, rather than it just being a person throwing a bunch of thoughts down from the top of a mountain, I want it to feel like we're just all sort of hanging out. Yeah. It's, hard, it's hard to, it's a hard trick to pull off in a, in any sort of written text because ultimately it is just one person saying stuff. But uh, if you do it right, hopefully it feels like we're engaging back and forth in a thing. And how did you single down what movies you were going to talk about? Because there's like no, like to the average person that reads this, there's no rhyme or reason how a movie, how a book can contain Selena, John Wick, and Regina George. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. But yet yours does. So how did you narrow down these specific films? Well, it starts out with just a, a great big list of movies that I like the mm -hmm. most. 
uh, or, or genres that I'm the most interested in. And so you've got, you know, 250 things there or something like that. And then what you want when the book is done, what I want anyway, when the book is done is I want for it to feel balanced when you're done reading it, you know, like a, like a plate of food should have a certain amount of every kind of food on there. Uh, it feels weird if like your plate is 90% beans and then a little bit of everything else. So I have like a, this big board in my office and I take notes on and keep track of everything. But for the book, I had like five or six different sections of different types of, of movies or different types of feelings that I wanted to come out of the book. So let's say I wanted five chapters in the book that would just allow me to be, uh, to be silly. Uh, so there's, so I've got that. And as I'm coming up with ideas, I'm like putting, okay, this one is like a silly chapter. I got it. And I've got another category, another section, you know, I need five or six chapters that are going to let me talk about sort of the history of movies. I need that in there. So then like when I'm put, putting together my ideas, I'm like, I have these five big categories I'm trying to fill in. And by the time I get to the end of them, I should have six of each type of chapter in the book. And then now, okay, I know what I need to do. I just need to basically fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. Well, I <clears throat> I really appreciate that you actually got to include one of the few films that focus is on uh, Latinx culture, which is the Selena chapter. <laughs> and especially being mm-hmm. from Texas, how important for you was it to get a chapter on Selena in there? Uh, it was extremely important. That was like... So when you get to the end of the process, I I wrote way too much. I probably, you know, there are 30 chapters in there. I probably wrote 37, 38 chapters, something goofy like that. And so you you have to start like kicking them off at the end. Uh, Editing them out. (laughs) And uh, Selena was one of the, that chapter was one that was like never on the table for something that could be deleted because I knew it had to be in there. The movie is just incredibly important to, to me, but also it's just interesting to, to talk about because, if you live in Texas, Selena is like a thing that you, the idea of Selena is a thing that you grew up with just sort of in your head always. She was always present. No matter, it doesn't matter. But I, I grew up when she was like really taken off. So mm-hmm. she was a gigantic deal in San Antonio. She she was like our Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard for people who were like, were not involved in that world to understand exactly how, how big of a, how big of a thing she was. I remember at the, you know, when the movie came out, people were literally in San Antonio sleeping outside of the theater the night before because they wanted to get in to see it was that like, that's how big of a thing. Yeah. This was, this was like our, this is our star Wars, uh, but you go to like where I can go one state over, I can go to, to Louisiana or I can go to up to New York or wherever. And it's like, she didn't exist at all. Nobody knew anything about her or, had heard anything about her and that was just always in my head as like a an interesting thing that I would like to talk a little bit about you know yeah no I mean I I think we're close in age and I remember barely hearing about her and I'm I'm in LA and right right when she was doing the crossover thing um and that's when she started to take off and then the next thing I know you know she was assassinated, murdered, and that suddenly everybody knew who she was. And the power that she still right. has, um, I, don't, I mean, you probably aren't, you probably didn't watch, but the Mac collection that they released with her, 
they yeah, under they underestimated the orders. So I was the one I stayed up till midnight to order it online and they like mm-hmm. the insanity it really was like buying Star Wars tickets or something because I had to keep refreshing yeah. keep lock I was logged into three different phones the lines outside the stores were ridiculous the the coll- uh-huh. entire collection sold out in like 24 48 hours because wow. Mac did not think they were gonna <laughs> sell this quick and it's like yeah. you underestimated us <laughs> they, yeah they always do I just just this morning posted a picture on Twitter my family is all at my house right now like my mom is doing the whole like Thanksgiving prep thing mm-hmm. today. We're recording this the day before Thanksgiving and she showed up and there are just like, they have custom Selena grocery bags in San Antonio that we use. And they <laughs> like, they just show up wherever at every family event. That's like where, that's what you carry the Christmas presents in. That's what you carry the whatever, like every time there's a family thing. And right now they're all, there's like four or five of them all lined up on my kitchen counter. Oh my God. That's amazing. Stuff. That's there, so yeah. funny. She's just a part of, she just become a part of like every everybody's family in San Antonio is what it feels like. Yeah. Well, tell me then. Like, I'm curious about your feelings on the Netflix show that's coming out. With so- oh, I'm excited about it. Are you, not, are you not excited about oh, it? Oh, I'm super. Be, right? ex- I'm super excited, but okay. I always like you know. Obviously, my connection came a little bit later because I was in LA. We didn't hear about her until she started crossing over, and but yeah. you know, being from where she was, and I know there's some conflicting feelings about the cast and et cetera, et cetera. So you know how how Latinos are. We're never happy. <laughs> Uh, that's always that's just always going to be a thing that happens is like us getting mad at each other for not doing everything exactly how we want them to do it mm-hmm. uh, that's just how it how it works you know the the uh this sort of analogy i always use um, is like it to me feels like when you are you live in a house and you've got brothers and sisters and like when you're inside the house you're all just sort of arguing and fighting all of the time but as soon as you leave the house that's your team you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's who you that's who you lock arms with or that's who you take up for when the fight breaks out. That's how it feels for me with like all of the different Latinx members of the community because it's a you know it's a bunch of different countries basically mushed together into one thing. And it's like we're gonna fight amongst each other. The Mexicans and the El Salvadorians are gonna fight, <laughs> Puerto Ricans and the Dominicans are gonna fight amongst each other, but when it comes time to it when like the whites show up, oh, we're, we're all one team again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I completely understand. Yeah, to- uh, yeah. both anal- yeah. both versions of it. Because my sister and I, we were we hated each other growing up. But anybody ever tried yeah. to come in and threaten her, I'd be like, I'm the only one allowed to kick her ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like every time I go, if I go like somewhere to eat in San Antonio, I go to my little tacos. Called Mendez Cafe. It's just like a little family-run place. It's been around for decades. It's a cash-only spot. They're only open a few days out of the week for a certain number of hours, and whatever. But it's Tex-Mex. And if I post a picture of the food, and I always use the same caption, Mexicans are perfect. Every single time that I do it, other Mexicans get mad because it's not like they're I, yeah. Not, because I'm not saying you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And when they get mad at me, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Or they're like, oh, you're not a real Mexican. I'm like, yeah. I've been hearing that forever, but like only other Mexicans are allowed to say that. 
nobody else is allowed to say that. So you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I, you know, I it's, a, it's all part of it. We, I mean, being from LA, we we have a totally different Mexican cuisine than Tex-Mex. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. that I will always get. I'm I'm half Mexican, half Peruvian. So I always get asked which is the better Mexican food. I'm like, I'm dropping out right now because I can't. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not. I'm not going to be involved in this fight. But the one I do get involved with is like, who has the better ceviche, Mexicans or Peruvians? I'm like, Peruvians. Yeah. But don't tell anybody I said okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. I mean, gathering that we're approaching um, the holidays and all the big blockbusters coming out, what are you excited for? What movies am I excited for? Yeah, I mean, like, I think we're, December's what, the, all the major big, like, Star Wars, Jumanji. Star Star Wars, Jumanji. um, Little Women. (laughs) You got the indie ones, then you've got, like, the mid-budget, like, 1917. Oh, 1917. Oh, that's right. That comes out on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Which one are you excited for? Yeah. Um, Out of the ones that you mentioned, I think the two I would go with are probably Little Women and 1917. For... A few different reasons. I really, really enjoyed Lady Bird, and I'm just like, oh, it's that, it's that cast again. That, I, and like, it's interesting to look at the like different classes of movie stars mm-hmm. and watch them sort of all come up together, and it's become clear now, like, okay, this is like a group here, and I don't know. That's cool. That's always cool to me when they're like, they enjoy working together. They're friends, and they're gonna do multiple, multiple projects. I think it works out. Mm-hmm. really well so i'm excited about that and then that 1917 i'm excited about that number one because i like war movies but also number two because they're doing that whole little trick where they're making it look like one long shot i believe yeah. we've seen it we've yeah. actually seen it and oh you you already seen it yeah, yeah. Is it good oh yes. my god man it is just it's 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 something else it, it really was like quite the cinematic experience <laughs> I think he was like he like yeah. weeped. Yeah, I definitely did multiple times. I mean, not only because you know sometimes oh, with... don't tell me anything about it. <laughs> oh, we're not, no, we're no, not no, going no, to. No, no, absolutely not. It's just one of those things. But uh, like, you know, sometimes with war films, uh, they they can have a tendency to focus on the spectacle more than the characters, um, or you know, get bogged yeah. down in like the the, the minutia of battle. But like this film, it really. It, it, it balances both so well, and the the characters are, are just incredibly compelling. So, I, yeah, I mean, that was just one of the things. And that, the yeah. cinematography. Yeah, oh. yeah, I know. Yeah. It was. Per- yeah, I'm excited for that one. I just went and watched Ford versus Ferrari. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I think that that's one of the like best best movies to sort of make you. You have to see it in a theater first of all. Yeah. But if you go see it in like a good theater, like AVX or something, it you can sort of feel the power of the cars in your chest. And I yeah. really like when a movie can do that. I also watched Terminator Dark Fate, uh-huh. which I was expecting to be terrible, and it turned out it was really frigging good. Have yeah. you seen Dark Fate yet? Yeah, so uh, Natalia was actually our first podcast guest, and we were ah, okay, okay. yeah, we were talking about you know the franchise and where it's going and stuff. Like, I just really, w- I think people didn't go see it because they're just tired of like the past three films were terrible they've been, yeah they've been burnt too much by the <laughs> yeah. franchise yeah so it's like they didn't they were really they didn't want to trust they were it bad, yeah. yeah yeah and it's and, and then you you look up and like anybody who would have gone to see a terminator movie is probably like a long-term fan 
Yeah. And they're like, this is not the Terminator that I recognize. This is a lot of weird colors. And uh, I don't enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was excited about it. I was excited when I saw the first trailer. And I was like, oh, shoot. The new Terminator is Mexican. Like, I don't care what this movie looks like. I'm going to lie and say that it's the best movie I've ever seen. Like with El Chicano. I, I told everybody El Chicano was incredible. It was awesome. <laughs> so bad. It was so, so bad. Well, here, here you, <laughs> know, in, you know, Gabriel sorry, Luna sorry. is from Texas, right? So it's not, the Terminator yeah, is know, a... I didn't know that. I, yeah. Yeah. I had no idea about any of this stuff. until I, I saw the commercial, the trailer. I tweeted about it. I was like, oh my God, he's Mexican. And then like a, several people messaged me like with histories on the guy. And then he actually sent me a tweet mentioning the Spurs. And I was like, Okay, again, whatever this movie is, I'm going to tell everybody. It's <laughs> and I was expecting it to be bad. And then it turned out to be, like, so much fun to watch. It was really, really good. Yeah, I think that movie, that film in general is a good observation about, I guess, burnout. Because yeah, it, it, it was a good film. I know we have, Griffin is not on team Dark Fate with me. I don't whereas, think it's terrible. It, it's, it's perfectly fine. You, you Anyways, just like that they yeah, retconned yeah. the whole... John Connor thing. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a little more than that, but yeah, yeah, I won't go I won't go too deep into it. But no, I like the the things that you guys mentioned were the shining spots of the movie, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, but but I agree, it is it is a prime example of of franchise fatigue, and we even saw that a little bit with with Charlie's Angels too. I know that movie didn't get the best reception, but it's well, like they they marketed it terribly. Well, exactly, but it's also mm-hmm. it's like who. Who was asking for Charlie's Angels movie? You know, yeah. like it's along the who asked for a solo movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I I guess is kind of like um, I guess it's a kind of a good question for you, Shay. Is like what do you, like how do you determine the the staying power of like of like some of these franchises or stuff like that? How can you like like how do you know when when their their time is up? Like, say, if there's been a long gap between releases, or maybe there's been like too many like failed films or something like that. But hello, Wait, are you asking me? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just kind of, you know, just kind of asking you like kind of your take on it. It's like, how do you know when you you've kind of reached that like franchise fatigue level? I I don't I don't know that there's a way to know that, and I think the the best example would be if you look at something like when Mad Max Fury Road came out. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about 30 years between the two movies, and there was no big, like, give us a new Mad Max movie. It wasn't that. It just came out, and it was incredible. It was obviously an incredible movie. Like, I just got chills hearing just the name. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was one of the movies where you watch it, and you're like, oh, this is... This is exactly what a sequel should be. This is what it should feel like. It felt like a new version of a familiar thing, which is the hardest trick to pull off when you're making making a movie. But I, nobody saw it. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody knew that it was going to become like what it became, or that it was going to be as good as it was. It's it's impossible to tell because yeah. that's how I felt when I watched the, the new Terminator. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. cool, they nailed it. This mm-hmm. was as good as it could be. Uh, and people just didn't didn't go watch it. Yeah, I also think that a lot of people were comparing it to Terminator Two, and it's very hard to hold anything up to Terminator Two because sure. that it it kind of changed action films, and it kind it also yeah, definitely it defined for a lot of women it defined what feminism became in the '90s, and mm-hmm. 
it it like it really did create a that blockbuster that we know. Yeah. Like this was a film that you wanted to go see at midnight on the big screen with all your friends, and then comparing that to t- Dark Fate, where it's like there's so much content now. There's everything that is yeah. available in the palm of your hands, and why are we gonna watch this story again? Um, yeah, I think a lot of factors played into that, and sure. I. I wish it had been released maybe in July when people want mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Yeah, I agree. Especially when I, I, I don't think the summer movie season was as strong mm-hmm. as, as past years, too. So it, it definitely felt like a, a slot where it could have succeeded for sure. Mm-hmm. Did, y'all, did y'all go see the new Rambo? Yeah. <laughs> he did. I did not. <laughs> yeah. I heard it was super also, racist. <laughs> Oh, it was really, really bad. Yeah. And I wonder if, because I, I definitely saw this on Twitter, which of course is like not the best place to get a sense of the real world. No, but yeah. I, yeah. Um, when, so Rambo came up, oh, this is a, uh, I think the best description I heard of it, this was a man. I think you're dropping a little Rambo bit. Rambo killing. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah you're good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, the uh, best description I, I, I read of it anywhere was that it was like a MAGA fever dream. Yeah. And it's just Rambo running around killing immigrants. Yeah. And uh, I mean like bad guy immigrants or illegal, whatever. Mm. And the trailers for the new Terminator came out and we saw okay, the new Terminator is Mexican, Mexican-American. Um, and uh, immediately people were like, why does it always have to be, does he always have to be the bad guy? Why is it always, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I definitely saw enough of uh, that to make me wonder, is that like a reason the Mexicans didn't go see it? I don't know. But mm. it, didn't, it wasn't that at all. First of all, being a Terminator is like a cool thing. and But also he was just a cool movie character. And also he had that great scene where he was just ripping through that ice camp. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is like, this is, this is what y'all should have put in the trailer. To show him very briefly dressed up as an ice agent, like a Border Patrol agent. And that was all that you got. They don't show what he's going to do when he's in there. And I don't know. Whatever. They should. Everybody should have gone to go see it because I would like another. Yeah. Like for him to be a, a, a Terminator for a couple, a couple more movies. Yeah, for sure. No, I, that's an interesting point that I didn't even. Yeah, really think I didn't about. think about that side. I thought about like you know, um, Danny Natalia's side, where she was kind of talking to the Border Patrol agent who was a woman of color too, and she's like, you know, you're not safe either. And I was like, this, these are yeah. all great points they're making very subtly. Uh, but the opposite, the consideration of the Terminator ripping through the border. Right, yeah. I did not think yeah. about that. And you're right, it should yeah. have been part of the trailer, because then all the Mexicans and all the Latinos would have been there like, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm actually kind of surprised you didn't say Star Wars because that's like everyone's go-to uh, right for now. everything. Yeah, in for... terms of most anticipated of the rest of the year. I mean, it's mine, but yeah. obviously mine is. Uh, I'm a little biased because I'm in love with Oscar Isaac. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I to be fair, I probably would have sided with Shay in saying 1917 had I not just seen it. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, no, but I, you know, you you bring up an interesting thing. Just kind of going back to something we we mentioned earlier, where it's like um, 
you you kind of get a distorted view on things when you're when you're on Twitter. And I was really just I was having a conversation about that with someone the other day, and it's like everyone's trying to like outdo the other person or something, and. Um, I, from my understanding, like, so, I know you want to talk about this. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about this because I did. Uh, I don't know. Are, are you aware of film Twitter hating on you? Because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw- I saw the I saw the edges of that. I didn't like go all the way in, but I yeah, because well, I'm I saw I, my name trending. Oh uh, like, yeah. Let me check to make sure this isn't like a like did I uh, did I do something really wrong? Yeah. Did I say the wrong thing? Or, <laughs> yeah. Like, use the Have wrong I term? been canceled? Let today. me check to let me check to see if this was like a thing that I that I need to be learning from. But then I saw. People are just mad that I said they're like old movies. Yeah. Okay. I'll just leave that alone. Both Griffin and I, we're both film critics. I'm actually, yeah. I, I'm a critic for the rap. So I, I'm kind of living in between both worlds where, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of understand why they were a little upset about it. <laughs> Some more than others. But at the mm. same hand, I like, I did defend you. I'm like, I don't think he's ever called himself a film critic, and the book isn't like some critical analysis about as you know how films have developed in the yeah. past, you know, century or decades. I'm like, it's one guy's opinion about his observations on specific films. Yeah. So I mean, how how did you, like I didn't see your response or anything, but uh, like it does kind of beg the question of between what's because i know it's something critics talk about amongst themselves the how we're being viewed as influencers of sorts Mm. and what we're allowed to say and not say in order to talk about films like how do you feel about that considering you know you're a writer i know you've said before you don't actually consider yourself a critic but writing about movies kind of puts you in this different category where it's kind of like you're proclaimed an expert um, so right. what are your thoughts on that whole film Twitter and critic versus influencer culture? Uh, I think you're asking a few different questions, so yeah. let me, I'm gonna try, I'll try to go. Yeah, because, I mean, there's a lot um, to talk about based on what ha- what I saw yeah. happening there. Yeah. <laughs> so when, when I saw that happening, I was like, oh, okay, people are mad because I don't like a thing that they like which is understandable. And, uh, and I was just like, you know, I didn't really pay too much attention to it because number one, I'm, I'm talking about the stuff that I like. And if I'm like, Oh, fast and the furious, I really enjoy this franchise or John wick is really good. And then other people are like, actually it's not like if I like a thing, it's my job to defend the thing. So when I saw people defending stuff that they liked, that to me is cool. I was like proud that they were doing that. If you like whatever, some 1947 black and white movie that really like touched you for whatever reason, you should 100% defend it. And if someone says they don't like it, you should definitely feel a thing in your chest. So, you know, when I saw that happening, I just said, Oh, cool. People are like talking about stuff that they like. And then I just kept it moving about my, about my day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was helpful to me that this happened like, during the book release stuff. So I was already like, re- just was doing 25 different things all at once. I was in between interviews, mm-hmm. and book signings and all this stuff. If I would have just been sitting at my, at my house, I probably would have been like super sad about it. 
just you know no but i mean it's i've never been able to like be one of those people you see them sometimes and they're like oh i love i love having haters i love seeing my haters <laughs> matter or whatever yeah i can't do i can't do that like it doesn't matter what it is if I could get 95 nice messages in a row. And then if someone is like, I didn't like this thing too much that you did, uh, my whole day is ruined. So I was just glad that that didn't happen this time. Um, But anyway, yeah. So there's that part of it. And then, and then the other part was, uh, can you, can you tell me the influencer critics? Oh, the critics as influencer sort of thing. Like as a critic, I, I kind of, like my personal feeling on it is I'm not an influencer. I'm not here to drive your box office. I'm not your marketing campaign. I'm here to give my honest opinion on your film and that's it. Uh, But now I think with the whole Rotten Tomatoes and critics having to be online so very present, it does kind of feel like critics are turning into influencers despite not wanting to because the audience follows you. Um, And Uh I would argue more that, you know, whereas maybe you don't think you're a critic, people do look to you for your opinions, so you might influence the box office a little bit more than, say, someone like me, who I write out of trade. But um, so I guess what is your opinion in general on that, just coming from your perspective? I don't think that that is entirely true. I don't think that that like I personally could move the needle any sort of like significant amount. You're talking about like millions of dollars before anybody is paying attention. Um, so I don't think that it works that way. But if it does, and if if I do get to be like an influencer of what movies get made, then I'm ju- I'm going to continue to do the stuff that I'm doing and talk about the movies that I would like. Give me Creed three, give me John yeah. wick four. Yeah. Give, you know, give me like a whole slate of these movies that I enjoy. If I, if I, for whatever reason get to have that power, then I'm absolutely 100% going to like press to make book smart too. Oh God. Gonna, yeah. I just want to see this. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. want to see the stuff that I want to see. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I guess that's, that's kind of the other thing is, is like, is there room to be both, you know, I think while you do have, well, not you specifically, what, but while like some people have the responsibility of being a critic and analyzing films, there are instances where uh, uh, critics can, you know, really rally behind a film and almost influence like like people to go see stuff like that. That was me with Roma. Yeah, no, but <laughs> but exactly. So it's like I I think there is like there is space to do both in in a way which i think is kind of a cool thing but it's like you you want to pick and choose the ones that you want to get behind Mm -hmm. um and obviously if a film isn't resonating with you you should still give your honest opinion on it but like you don't have to go that extra mile Mm -hmm. to to like 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 continuously spread the word about it yeah i mean i think i'm also coming and i'm wondering your perspective on this also because my whole thing since i am latina i often get handed what is considered Latin films to review. And Mm -hmm. I've seen, you know, I mean, you know, you know, we don't get the best film sometimes. (laughs) And I'll get handed something and I know in the back of my head, every, like, the pressure is on me because I'm expected to support it because I'm Latina and I know that there's a lack of representation. And if I give it a bad review, 
some people might not go see it. If I give a bad reaction online, there's people that will they tweet at me like, oh, thanks for the, that reaction or the review. I'm not going to go invest my money in this. And But my point as a critic is I'm not reviewing this for you not to go. I would love to engage in discussion mm-hmm. afterwards. I'm just giving you my personal opinion, but please don't take the box office because I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. So, because I, I, you know, in this industry, you become friends, especially being Latino community. It's such a small community in Hollywood that the second we meet, we're mm-hmm. like, we just kind of bond. We join together. So I yeah. feel a lot of pressure when I watch a terrible film with a Latina lead or, you know, helmed by a Latino or whatever. And... I have to review it. And it yeah. is that whole. So coming, obviously, um, for you, when you give a reaction online and it's a Latino type of film, you just briefly talked about it, how you were saying, you know, like you were telling everybody Dark Fate's awesome and same thing with El Chicano. Is that just something you <laughs> you, you genuinely do? Or is it something you think about when you're about to tweet something like, uh you know, like for me, it was earlier this year was Miss Bala. I thought it was terrible. Yeah. I refrained yeah. from tweeting anything about it and just wrote about it instead so that I yeah. wouldn't influence anybody not to go see it. <laughs> uh, is that uh, uh, something you think about, too? As soon as you started talking about this, that was the first movie I thought of. Yeah. Because uh, I did the ex- I did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I saw the trailer and I was like, oof, this yeah. is going to be rough. Uh, but I went and saw it. I, it came out on a, a Thursday. I went and saw it, I think, that, that night or maybe the next day and uh, just to go make sure they had my money. And uh, it was bad. It was not good. They had, like, two interesting parts in the whole movie, and I ended up writing about it. But I just – I'm trying to remember exactly what I wrote, but I just, like, wrote my way around it. I was like, well, I'm not just going to write a bad movie review. I'm going to write more about a different thing. I did the same thing with – when chips came out, oh, when they read the God, chips, yeah. yeah, and 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 I love Michael Pena, and I was like, oh, I just turned it into an article about how much I like Michael Pena, and yeah. like I'm gonna go see any movie that he puts out, even if it's chips, and uh, but yeah. yeah, I I yeah, that pressure that pressure is always there. I definitely I definitely feel it or think about it, but ultimately, you yeah, it doesn't do anybody any good to like not tell the truth. Yeah, right. And, and you just do that, and you're like, well, I'm gonna go see any movie that Michael Pena puts out. I'm going to go see it, regardless of any review that I read, and that's just what it's going to be. And that's how I feel about a lot of a lot of the stuff. You know what? When I does this happen to you when when these movies comes out, and you're like, okay, we got another shot here, and are you sitting in there like? maybe even beforehand nervous that it might be bad yes i sit there my brain's like please be good please be good please be good i was doing that with dark fate because i knew if it was bad they were gonna blame the mexican yeah yeah, yeah. and i'm sitting there going please be good please be good like it like literally when i sit down that's my concern i'm like oh my god if this sucks i'm gonna have to say it sucks and everyone's gonna be mad at me because i'm not supporting and blah 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 (sighs) <sighs> yeah see i it, felt i felt that way when uh when coco was coming out oh my god yeah and they made it you know and i was like oh we finally got our we finally got our pixar movie please god don't let this be bad just i'm begging you and you go and watch it and it's of course a beautiful just very touching wonderful movie and i was so relieved oh. first and then and then excited 
second, but yeah, yeah it's like the stakes are so high with all of that stuff. It and is. You, 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 you get that shot, and if it works, awesome. And if it doesn't, that sucks for you. Like I, I remember going to watch uh, Get Out, Jordan Peele's Get Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you watch it, and and I think I think that that movie is the best movie that's been made in like the last ten years. It's just so smart and so well done. Every single part of it is perfect. Every every line, every every movement that every member of the cast has is just wonderful. And I remember watching it and walking out of the theater. And this is Jordan Peele's first like first proper announcement to the world of of the type of talent he has. Yeah. And I remember walking out and being like, Jordan Peele, he just gave himself a, a, a green light to do whatever he wants for like the next few years. And and he definitely I, is. Like, we need, you know, <laughs> yeah. And like, and then he made us, which was also a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what 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 else he has coming. He has a oh, TV I mean, show always... with uh, Al Pacino. Oh well, see, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm always like excited when those sorts of moments happen. That's how I felt when when Coco came out. I was like, yes, yeah, Coco yes, was a huge one. huge moment because. Uh, like I'm not a big crier, but when at the Academy Awards, when they had the ballet f- folklorico on stage and there was yeah, they were yeah, singing yeah. in Spanish and it was all beautiful, I started crying. I'm like, I never thought I'd see this. Like my yeah, culture. You don't, you don't, you... No, go on. Yeah, I remember. I remember watching that exact that, that exact thing happen and being like, Yo, I've been watching this same show in the fucking parking lot of an HEB for like 20 years and it's on this stage like this is unbelievable yeah it just it feels so good when it when it works out and we mentioned the selena show earlier like my fingers are crossed that this becomes a show that grabs everyone's attention for a few weeks like a like a stranger Things situation mm-hmm. and everybody just falls in love with it and it's like oh man we get we'll get more we'll get more we'll get more yeah but i mean that's the complication with that is that it's netflix and they don't release their numbers and i mean we thought we had something going with one day at a time and i saw every tv critic out there people who weren't tv critics like loving the show i mean it was on twitter so obviously it's a bubble and then they canceled it and they still mm-hmm. haven't explained. They're like, oh, the numbers were low, but they didn't release the numbers. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, are you sure that's why you canceled it? Or is it because yeah. this is a Latino <laughs> show? <laughs> um, yeah, you're immediately skeptical. Immediately. I, I question everything. But <laughs> especially when you don't release the numbers. How the, how the fuck are we going to know if you're telling the truth oh, or know. not? <laughs> they, they only re- release it when it's uh, convenient for them. Yeah. yeah, when it's like, oh, look, yeah. Stranger Things. Stranger uh, Things, so the, many numbers. The creator or co-creator just got an overall deal at Amazon. Yeah, Gloria. Really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Gloria is a friend of mine, so I was like, yes, finally, more Latino shows. Yay. Well, we'll see what she creates because she's also, I think she directed an episode about the uh, the Mad About You reboot that's coming on yeah. Spectrum or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, and, then and, other... and really, really, whatever she ends up making it like, I think it it doesn't matter a great great deal if it's another version of One Day at a Time or like like just mm-hmm. the fact that she's going to be in that room, yeah. her face will be in that room, and she's going to have some decisions that she's making. Um, I think that's really really like that's how all that stuff starts because you you got to work from the back forward, 
and she's now she's in the back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So do you think it's a win if somebody like Gloria or uh, like I'm going to reference uh, what's his name? Uh, Roberto Aguirre Sacara. He's the showrunner for um, Riverdale and Sabrina. Yeah. And now he's doing mm-hmm. some gothic anthology series, I think. Um a lot of people are excited for but essentially so he's a showrunner but there i think riverdale has one or two latinos sabrina has mm-hmm. none or one i think so being that it's a showrunner and then the show that they create is not populated by latin cast or it's not necessarily what we and this is quote unquote a latino story is it still a win for latin representation uh, absolutely Anytime you can get somebody in that room, it's good. It doesn't matter what, what comes out of it after that is what I feel like. Uh, because what you don't want to have happen, and I've, I, I, I have like felt this in writing, is you don't, want, you don't want for it to be like, oh, Gloria is making all of the shows starring Latinas. Mm-hmm. And every one of her shows is that. Because then that becomes like all that she's allowed to do, you know? You want, I, I want to see I want to see her overseeing a, several different projects where all of the cast look a little bit different mm-hmm. and sure make make us make us another one of those make us the, the uh, one day at a time part two but you know <laughs> I would like to see her I would like to see her in charge of the other things as well um, I think that that works out best for everyone yeah I mean yeah. it'd be like it'd be like if you were only allowed to talk about movies starring Latinas after a while you're like this kind of like a, oh, trust I, me. I can talk about the social network or whatever uh, I've tweeted because I, yeah. I I mean I'm as freelance I typically I get really sought after when it's a Latin all like for in the heights I got three different publications yeah, yeah, yeah. on me already about it like <laughs> will you go cover this will you yeah. can we submit you for this can you and of course my answer is yes because I'm a theater nerd and I I love you know, in the Heights and stuff. But I always have to remind people, I'm here to, I can talk about Star Wars too. I can talk to you about Succession. I, you know, I'm a critic. I watch everything. Mm -hmm. Please hire me for things that are not just Latin specific stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because that that never happens where it's like, where they send a white guy to write about it and he's giving you, the, the reason they're sending you is they want your like Latino view of this or whatever but they don't do that with like with the white guy who goes they're like hey write this from the point of view as a white american man like that's not what it is <laughs> the, the guy just gets to tell you if he thinks it's good or not yeah you don't have yeah. to get into the, the to like his personal identity or like what his house smelled like when he was growing up in south san antonio you don't have to yeah. do all that yeah. stuff i can just say you know yeah what I'm you know Okay, let me ask you, does this happen to you as well where a thing comes out? Like, let's say In the Heights is coming out, uh-huh. and in your head, you're like, part of you is excited because you know you're going to get to write about it, but the other part of you is like already a little annoyed because you know everybody is going to ask you to write about it. In your head, are you like excited, but also like, uh, I hope that they all don't ask me to write about this, but also they better all ask me to write about this. Nobody yes. else should be able to write about it. Like, this, 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 does this happen in your brain? Yes. It, so it happened actually in one of the publications I write for. I wanted I wanted to cover it for one specific outlet. And they told me that they were going to cover it in-house. And to me, I know what in-house means because all the writers are like white writers, white 
men and women. And on the one hand, I was like, okay, cool. At least it's getting, uh, you know, at least you're definitely covering it. But on the other, I'm like, how are you going to write about it like I would? Like, yeah. yeah. So it's that double thing. Um, And it's also I'm already like really scared because I'm like, what the hell? It better be good because I know everyone's going to turn to me going because I'm already like, yay in the Heights, you know, because it's all Latino cast. (laughs) It's Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's uh, all. So I'm already like talking about it and championing, you know, go see it, do this and that. So if it sucks, they're going to turn to me and be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I'm already scared. (laughs) Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, so Griffin is a white dude. Are you ever asked to ask, uh, talk about your identity when you're writing about things? Kidding me? Every day of my life. <laughs> All the time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, of course not. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it, it is, it's an unfair kind of Is it weird... eye-opening hearing our experiences in writing about, sp- like, film and TV topics? Like, Well, I mean, uh, of course, but it's also, like... It, you bring up a lot of good points that I think I probably noticed, but just never really thought about, you know, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So, but this year we're getting, you know, what's funny is when, no, go when on. that does happen, like it, it happened with Joker. Yeah. <sighs> and I was like, this movie is about white male rage and everybody lost their fucking mind. Yeah. That's and it was yeah. so funny to watch that happen <laughs> of course yeah. yeah well he so he liked it <laughs> yeah no but but like i but once again like i i like I, I like, I like Joker. yeah it was a fun movie to watch i didn't think it was like i don't think it's a terrible great movie. treatise on society or whatever yeah yeah i didn't think it was a terrible movie but it was the most uncomfortable screening experience i've ever had and oh, i think 100 yeah and it wasn't necessarily because what i saw on the film because you know you know as a film writer, you watch so many films that deal with like whatever violence, identity, yeah, all this stuff. Right. It was the reaction in the audience when they half of them. And I looked at the the makeup. It was like they were all like white men and women. They got up and they applauded. Yeah. And I was and in yeah. my head, I'm like, are you applauding the rage and violence or are you applauding <laughs> the performance because Joaquin gave a fantastic performance like that yeah. I'm convinced yeah. of I even how uncomfortable I was I thought he was fantastic um it was the yeah, reaction he was, he was really really impressive I thought that was the first time that I went to go watch a movie and I was on like high alert that someone was gonna walk in and shoot the place up yes I was like mm. that that's what I was that's what I was nervous about which i think is like that's a good job from the marketing standpoint of the movie because mm-hmm. that like that they were they were definitely fanning that flame a little bit like oh this is a dangerous movie or whatever then you go watch and you're like oh, it's, 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 this is a comic book movie shut up yeah, well, well that's well this <laughs> but the other I, thing I, but i felt it yeah. yeah yeah it was like how how much of the responsibility for like the the uh Oh, we argued yeah, this. The, the, like the fear surrounding that film fell, fell like uh, fell on like you know the media kind of blowing it out of proportion. I think there is a I think there's a conversation to be had. I just thought that it got it, it got blown way 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 out than the, it, it, like it was a much bigger deal than what it actually was in my opinion. Right, right. I don't know. I I honestly felt scared in an audience with. That oh sure. Film. I mean, and, I felt scared. I, I'm not saying I didn't feel the impact. I'm just saying like. 
fanning that sort of flame you know i i, I feel like there was a lot of responsibility on, on from a lot of different yeah you know i was sitting next to my friend my friend is asian she's asian american and we both kind of cowered into the seats when we heard the applause we turned around <laughs> and we're like are we gonna get out of here alive is this okay like <laughs> Uh, but yeah. At, 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 yeah, that movie, the clown movie, <laughs> the clown movie. Yeah, that's when, that's, that's when you that's when you got to pivot into like the Republican version of yourself. And it's like, yeah, actually, the wall is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and you just out the back, you just completely go the other way. It's just like <laughs> right into the. Oh yeah. my god, like, that's funny. Go find a red hat somewhere. <laughs> find, find another gr- gang. Yeah. You gotta, do, you, do you watch that? Do you watch that show? Uh, I think you should leave on Netflix. Oh no, I no. don't think I've ever heard I, of it. I haven't either. Yeah. Oh man, it's re- it's a, it's a really it's like a sketch comedy show, but there's like one sketch that they do, and uh, you probably have seen the pictures on Twitter at some point. But this like hot dog car crashes through the window of a store. And then everyone's like, who did this? Who's responsible? And then you hear somebody else shout, yeah, who's responsible? And the camera turns, and there's a guy dressed like a giant hot dog. <laughs> and like it's not his car. Like, that's, what, that's what you got to do in that in that situation. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious, actually. Yeah. yeah for sure. Like, save yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. I was curious. Um uh, about you because with the the decade is sort of coming to a close so um for you uh specifically what what do you think are some of the uh most important films some of the best films um and and just the overall takeaway of this uh of this like, this 10 years in, in, in I don't cinema. think we even have a name for this right we don't, I, I mean it's like the the tens the, the 2010s tens. like I guess I yeah we don't like the aughts is the one that came before it but yeah anyways no I was just kind of curious on like like what what some of the films that stuck out to you in this era uh, are? Uh, I really enjoyed Get Out, as I mentioned. I think that's mm-hmm. the best movie yeah. of the decade. That's my number number one pick. And then and then after that, it just becomes like scattershot. I really I really liked Creed. I really liked the John Wick franchise. I really liked um, the Big Sick. I don't know if y'all saw the Big Sick. I, oh, I, love I really the love sick. the Big Sick. Yeah. 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 I like any if I'm putting together my my ten best movies of the decade, it inevitably becomes my ten favorite movies of the decade. Right. With yeah. like with little to no regard for stuff that I just didn't have a great time watching. Yeah. And, and there are some movies that, that you watch them and you go like, Oh, this is clearly a a masterful movie but I'll never watch it again. Yeah. So something like The Master, for example. Uh, like I'm not gonna yeah. turn that that on when I'm just hanging out, but I can watch it <laughs> and be like, "Oh, this is brilliant! All of the all of these parts are brilliant." Um, so yeah, I, it's gonna be a bunch of, of of those types of movies. And I think for 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 me, the like general theme of the of the decade. And again, this is this is like a highly personal answer, which is going to be for every single person. I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. you see what you you can only see out of your eyes what you can see out of your eyes you know what i'm saying yeah um this this to me was like the the decade when we got to see different versions of new stories and Mm -hmm. uh that's that's the most interesting to me which is why i like to get out so much which is why i like like we had seen horror movies before we'd never seen that yeah yeah i like the big the big sick i've been watching rom-coms since for you know years and years and years we've never gotten that story before um creed 
Creed was like this really beautiful retelling of a story, but from a new angle. Like that's that's sort of like what I've taken from movies that the past ten years or so, the, the last five or so, especially. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm similar to Shay in that where I'm not. I don't think I can. I can personally say, despite, you know, being a critic and everything, what the 10 best films of the decade are. Sure. But I could give you what my favorites were. But that's the thing. I feel like everyone's 10 best is just their favorite. No one's going to, like, put movies on their list that they're not going to, like, that they're not drawn to in some sort of way. I mean, sure, I'm there's... Yeah. Yeah, but but at the same time, is there even an an objective way to measure this? Because all, in my opinion, all film is subjective. So like, mm-hmm. it's all up to personal preference and opinion. So I I agree with you. Your your top ten is your 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 top favorite in a way. Yeah, which is why because yeah. I do get I w- asked to write. You know, can you give us your temp, top ten decade, top ten this? And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that because it is my personal opinion. <laughs> yeah. And I know. I mean, yeah. as. It's really hard being a woman, let alone a woman of color online. Like the amount of. Yeah. You've seen some of the things that people have tweeted at me or that email me like it's horrible things. (laughs) And it's always based because I'm supporting something like Coco or uh, go see, you know, uh, get out or. Uh, or I speak out against someone like that comedian from that was on SNL briefly, <laughs> uh, and that's when I get the most hate mail. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. like I I tend is, to decline. Uh, are you are you putting is Coco on your list on both of y'all's lists? Yes, it's on mine. Uh, on on a top ten, no, but like on a best yeah. of the decade, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, mine is what top a, ten of the a, decade. What about what about uh, into the Spider Verse? Yeah, yes. yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I love so I for that one. I saw it super early because uh, in LA, <laughs> at least, uh, maybe in in New York, they do invite critics way early that are uh, especially with a film like Into the Spider Verse, where they're dealing also with culture and they want to make sure you know mm-hmm. they got things right. So I saw it super early. Mm. And I just remember walking out of that going, holy shit, this is what I've been waiting for. This is the Marvel film I've been wanting. Like, And my notes were like, everything's perfect. Keep it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> you know what, ha- what happened to, to me? This is the first time that I had ever had this thought is I was watching uh, – I'll use Coco. I was watching Coco. I went with one of my kids. We went to go see it and whatever. There's like a, there's a part in there in the very beginning where the grandma is chasing Miguel through like the, the courtyard Uh and she has her hair. She just has her, she has like Mexican grandma hair. Yeah. And I remember watching the movie and seeing that hair and, and recognizing that hair from like my life and, and knowing like, oh man, this is like this was like a hat tip to me right now. Not to me specifically, but to me specifically. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and I remember watching that and then like looking around the theater and seeing it wasn't all Mexicans in the theater, um, but seeing like a, other, you know, white people in here, black people, Asian, whatever, and, and knowing that they're looking at the same screen that I am, but they're probably going to miss like, I don't know, twenty percent of the stuff that is in there, like just tucked away in the background. Mm-hmm. Just for just for for me to see or for you to see and then 
watching that and then realizing that that had been happening in every movie that I had watched for like other people. Yes. For my whole life. Like, you know what I'm saying? I remember there was like this, this great, it was like a real quick video clip of this. Uh, it was like a guy, two or three guys maybe. And they're standing in front of a Black Panther poster and just like freaking out and be like, oh my God, like, I can't believe that white people get to feel like this all the time. Yeah, I saw that yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And, and you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, I saw I, that picture. That yeah. But before sitting in, in Coco and then be like, dang, there's probably a, like a ton of shit that I missed from movies that wasn't in there for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, no. Wild. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, cool. in a way, it's <laughs> yeah. funny because I actually, uh, I'm for, I was born in this country. My parents were, my mom came from Peru. My dad, um, he was Mexican. Um, and I remember watching movies and I never thought about it until I was into adulthood that I never, like, I started questioning, well, why? Because we, I don't know if you grew up this way, but it was in our household. It was me, my brother and my sister. Uh, my grandparents lived with us. My uh, at the yeah. time when my after my brother was born, it was my stepdad, and then a random tío or tía would move in for a period of time when they were single. So <laughs> yeah. we always had like ten people, and I just assumed that was every household in the country. And I would yeah. always when. Uh, when I got into middle school, I remember my friends were like, oh, I haven't seen my grandparents this year. And I was like, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. I'm like, I live with my yeah. grandma. I see her every day. How do you not see your grandparents every day? And they're like, oh, we only visit them like once a year. But I'm like, that just doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand. And then I started noticing on TV, well, why don't their grandparents live there? Why aren't they doing this? Mm-hmm. Why aren't they doing that? And, uh, when it, and it, it was... I mean, being that you're a parent too, I, you might have gotten the same feeling because I took my daughter to see Coco. And when the time, exactly the part where you're talking about where the abuela's uh, kind of uh, looking for Miguel and she throws a chancla, my daughter turned to me. Mm-hmm. She goes, That's just like grandma. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. like, That's what grandma does. She goes, She has a chancla too. Uh-huh. I'm like, Yup. Mm hmm. And that part just kind of it made me swell with emotion. And I realized, Oh my God. This is this is ours. This moment is for us. Like a little wink. Like, hey, we know most yeah. of you guys. This happens to you, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. The the difference at that point where, oh, this is what it's like. This is what yeah, it's yeah, like. Yeah, that, that's 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 exactly what uh, my house was like. Looked like when I was growing up too. Except no, no, grandpa. It was just grandma. But then like. I think by the, when I left, there were 14 people living in the house. And I, that's what I thought, too. I, I got to college, and we were talking about whatever, going to visit somebody at their house. You know, oh, can I stay at your house in San Antonio? And I was like, yeah, come on. And then they walk in. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 why didn't you tell me there were already 13 other people here? It's like, it's like it, oh, don't you have how many 13? There are always yeah, here. it's like nothing yeah because yeah, i remember yeah. my my grandparents 50th wedding anniversary half of about half of the family couldn't make it because they were out of the country and we still had like 200 people and at the time the, <laughs> the guy yeah at the time the guy i was dating he was a white guy he was like he's like oh he's like i guess all your family did show up i'm like no, no. I'm like, this is just my grandma's <laughs> side of the family. I'm like, my Ito side. I don't know where they are right now, but and I just remember looking around, going, yeah, this is normal. 
Yeah. And he was yeah. in shock because he's like his family outings were like his mom, his dad, his two sisters, and maybe a cousin or two. I'm like, no, here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't even know how I'm related to half these people, but they're yeah. they're a tío or a tía or a primo, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It always it always uh, is a little bit jarring when you realize it ain't like. What, what you thought it was like I, I i remember this happening like a couple of days ago i was uh having lunch with a buddy of mine and we were talking about uh, my mom is retired now mm-hmm. and i was telling him that she's retired you know he's asking about who watches the kids um laramie's in graduate school so like sometimes we need a babysitter and i'm just like oh my mom comes and uh whatever we, we had this whole conversation and we got to talking about work and i was telling him she's retired she used to work uh, she's worked for a corner store, like a gas station. Mm-hmm. And in his head, he was like, oh, she's like the CFO. Because I told her she's been there for 30 years, 29 years when mm-hmm. she retired. And he's like, oh, she, you know, is she the CFO? Is she corporate manager? And I was like, oh, no, she's like a cashier. Yeah. A cashier for 29 years. And like, it, it was the same as if he had said his uncle worked at Target. I, in my head, I'd be like, oh, like a stalker. And mm-hmm. in his head, he's like, oh, like, a, you know, the COO or whatever. It's just there's a lot of different stuff going on out there as well. Yeah. No, I, I've had the, that conversation because m- my grandfather, he worked at UCLA and he retired from UCLA, but he was a janitor. And every time I tell yeah. somebody, oh, my grandfather worked at UCLA, they're like, oh, what did he teach or what, what, mm-hmm. where in the administration was he? I'm like, well, he was, he, when he retired, he was the head of janitorial services. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. oh. Yeah. And then, the, like, their like, face looks there different. Are other jobs it's there. like, yeah. It's like, you know, he, he, he still, it was a good job. It supplied benefits and paid for his family. Like, there's no shame in that. Why are you looking at me different? Yeah. Because, it's yeah. not a teacher. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's so different. So, like, how how many family members do you have at any given family gathering, Griffin? Like, um, I don't know. It depends. I mean, sometimes like ten or so. See, that's that's small for us. Oh, ten sure, is, ten yeah. are the amount of people that lived in my house. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's like that's like my family, and then like you know, part of my extended family or something like that. So, yeah. And that's the other for uh, at least I don't know about you, but for us, we don't have anything called extended family. I had no idea yeah, what a family. second. <laughs> yeah, we had. I had no yeah. idea what a second cousin meant. To me, everybody was a cousin. Yeah. They were either a cousin or an aunt Everybody's and uncle. Your cousin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I finally figured out when and I was not- when I was about twenty that my mom called anybody who was five years or older than me a tío or a tía, and anybody yeah. who was. Within yeah. five years or younger, they were a cousin. They were a primo. <laughs> and I still don't know how... That's ha- why... Yeah. I still don't know how half of us are related, but we are. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 That's just... That's, that's how, how it works. With, with my people here, I don't have any brothers. And still, all of my kid, my three sons, they have, like, several uncles. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that. That's just, I mean, that's my cousin, but he's your uncle. Don't worry about how it works. Like, that's just, just call him uncle. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, what, a, do, that's so. what I ended up telling my daughter a couple of years ago because she started asking me. And there was one specific family member. She's like, well, how are we related? I was like, well, I think his mom, you, you know what? He's just your uncle. Get It's fine. He's just calling <laughs> your uncle. He's your deal. Yeah. And she's like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, just deal. I'm like, this is how we are. Deal with it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's just family gatherings are, especially around the holidays. Like, do you guys go nuts for Christmas? Because for oh, us, yeah. Christmas is insane. There's the tamales. Yeah. There's making sure you get to the right houses, and it's all new on Christmas Day for us. Christmas. Christmas Eve, yeah. sorry. Christmas Day is the day we sleep in mm-hmm. <laughs> and <Yeah>. recover. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> a car going off or something. Beep, beep, beep. All right. Uh, oh, is it still there? Hello? Yeah, my bad. Oh, no, oh, no, no, okay. no. You're good. Oh, you're no. good. I'm in a parking lot. The alarm went off. Yeah, oh, no, totally. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess to wrap this up a little bit, uh, we're heading into the award season. What is the film that you hope gets recognition? At least for let's just narrow it down to best picture. Sure. Yeah. Oh shoot! I don't even. I can't even tell you yet. Um, I do. I was rewatching Us recently. I would like for Lupita to get Best Actress. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, that would yeah. be cool. Uh, Booksmart and John Wick 3, I think those are my two favorite movies of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it would be cool to see one of them show up in one of the big ticket categories. They yeah. Just, they, the, the movies I like usually are not too heavily featured in there. Uh, but those ones... Those ones would be cool. Those would be those could be my my dark horse picks. Yeah. Now I, you know, I have a little bit of hope for Booksmart because I actually they had a FYC party. Uh, mm-hmm. What when did I go when I met? Uh, the, was was that yesterday? Was it last night? No, it was the yeah, night before. Two, two nights ago. Yeah. yeah. We, it was the Hustlers and the the books the Booksmart one. Right? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah, Hustlers. Yeah. Hustlers <laughs> Do you think J Lo's go. gonna get the best supporting actress? Because that's a stat category this year, but I, you know, I, I, I love her. <laughs> I would like, I would like to see her in the best actress category, not even best supporting. There, they've well, owed, they've owed Jennifer Lopez a best actress nomination since Selena. True, that's how this conversation started. We'll yeah, that's there back go. around. There we go, full circle. <laughs> they, they owe her, they owe her one for that. So give her her nomination there. Also, uh, Parasite, which I just recently watched. I love Parasite that. TV. Is my number one movie of the year, honestly. Like I love it yeah. so much. Yeah. Although when I watch Marriage Story, I get com- I get conflicted. I, Those are my one and two. <laughs> I I haven't seen I haven't seen Marriage Story yet. Um, I keep hearing good things about that one. I finally got to watch uh, Parasite. I think Parasite, John Wick three, and Booksmart. Like depending on which one I've watched the most recently, is the one that is the, my favorite one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of those situations. Yeah. Any of those ones. Um, and yeah, Hustlers. That could be, there's your, there's my top four. There you <laughs> go. There you go. I like that list. Yeah, whatever, whatever order you want, put that in that order. Well, it's, it's so different too. Like each film is like totally unlike the next. That's yeah. a great, that's a great list. But yeah. I like that list. And I, I, whereas I don't have any hope for John Wick 3, even though I really enjoy it. I love it. John Wick 3. Yeah. <laughs> I, but hey, but I'll, yeah. I, it, the Academy just won't. Like it's hard enough for them to yeah. recognize a Marvel film, let alone another action movie. Oh, of course not. Yeah, they, they need uh, stunt categories in there. Yeah, they need they need a lot yeah, of work. That'd be cool. Yeah, but the the rest of the list, I loved Booksmart. I saw it at South by Southwest, and ever so since good. then, I was like, everybody, you gotta see this movie. 
Uh, I mm-hmm. hope it gets in there, at l- if anything, at least for screenplay. Or yeah, that would be a yeah. win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Oliv- I wish they had a category for new directors because Olivia Wilde, like, she nailed that movie. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't think so, she'll get so, nominated, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she's inc- she did an incredible job. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I, I agree with J Lo, but I also know that they're campaigning her for best supporting, not for best actress. That's- she is supporting. Yeah. 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 So, and she's she's campaigning hard. I. That's probably why she could, she's doing she the NFL very, thing. Yeah, I mean, she could very well win it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count her out at all. The controversial NFL thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, thank you so much for joining us. I had a blast talking to you, and maybe next time you're out in LA, we could hang out or something, and talk more movies. <laughs> yeah, we'll, def- we'll definitely do that. I'll pleasure next time I'm around. Yeah, definitely, and. Um, enjoy your holidays. I know it's about to be very, very busy with, I know the Latino family style, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So enjoy yeah, the already, crazy. Uh, already working. Yeah. Enjoy the crazy. All right. Y'all be safe. Yeah. All right. Bye. Take care. Well, that was a great conversation with yeah. Shay. Yeah. Um, everybody listening, I, we forgot to ask him to shout out his Twitter handle, so I'll do it. It's at Shay Serrano. It's S-H-E-A-S-E-R-R-A-N-O. Um, he is fantastic. I followed him for a number of years. So I hope you guys actually follow him because he's a entertaining read on Twitter yeah. as well as his book. Yeah. What did you think? It was a lot of fun. I mean, it's cool. I mean, we, we touched on like so many different things across the course of the conversation. You know, talked about like movies, talked about Terminator. Uh, you know, best of the decade. It talked about like uh, growing up and like culture and stuff. So I mean, it it was, it was just one of those those rare conversations where you could really it just felt very you know naturally. Like you could just talk about whatever, and it was it was a lot of fun. I thought mm-hmm. Shay was a great great guest. And I love our little circle back to start with Selena and with Selena. It was it, brilliant. It really speaks to him too because he's Texas Mexican and Selena is worshipped there. Boom! There you go. Um. So. Again, uh, everybody, if you want to give me a follow, it's Sassy Mama in LA on Twitter and across everything else. And and yeah, of course, you know, you guys should subscribe to this podcast wherever you get podcasts, whether that's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, whatever that's called, Google Play. No, I don't even know what it is, but you can get it there um, and uh, leave us a rating and a review uh, because that really helps the show out. It, it helps it get noticed and it lets us know uh, what share. you're loving. Share, well, yeah, share, share. You know, share it around uh, you, and all that, that good stuff. Let us know that you don't hate what we're doing. It's always uh, very reassuring. Um, you can uh, give me a follow on Twitter at Griff Schiller if you feel so inclined. And and definitely tweet at us. We yeah. love to respond. We Absolutely. love to engage and talk about everything or, yep. you know, you can argue with us. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you You can definitely feel free to do that. Um, I don't encourage it, but... You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, but uh, until next time, guys, uh, thanks for listening and take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.